from the poorhouse to the palace, Bethel Baptist Church is pleased to bring you this uplifting program hosted by Dr. Doug Castle. Please stay with us and open your heart as Dr. Castle opens God's Word. Well, greetings, beloved. We saw yesterday in Zechariah chapter 9, as we are going to look at the anointed king rejected, the first coming of Christ, we saw the prophecy in verses 1 through 7 of the destruction of Israel's perimeter, that God prophesied that Alexander the Great was going to take Tyre and Sidon and the Philistines. And and uh, now we're going to look in verse number 8 at the deliverance of Israel's peace in verse number 8. And I will encamp about mine house because of the army, because of him that passeth by, uh, the, and because of him that returneth, and no oppressor shall pass through them any more, for now have I seen with mine eyes. Alexander the Great came, and uh, this passage, this verse seems to refer to uh, Alexander the Great, that he was going to come and at the Battle of Isis and subdue those cities that I talked about yesterday, and then returns to Greece without harming Jerusalem. And uh, God was going to encamp about his house in Jerusalem and protect her. The Greeks would take the perimeter nations, but there would be peace in Israel. God was going to look out for his peace, people. Josephus, the G- Jewish general who turned historian upon his retirement just at the end of the days of the life of Jesus Christ, uh, tells us the story of Alexander the Great coming into Jerusalem after he defeated the Philistines and he tells us that Alexander the Great came into the city of Jerusalem and went up to the temple and as he approached the temple out came Jadis the high priest in the priestly garments and the priests were following him carrying the Ark of the Covenant and Jadis showed Alexander an oracle and most agreed this to be the very very prophecy that said, which said that he would not take Jerusalem that was given by Zechariah 150 years before. Alexander the great bowed before Jadis, offered sacrifices to the God of of heaven in Jerusalem, and left peacefully, conferring great privileges to the Jews before he left. He built the city of Alexandria at the mouth of the Nile River in Egypt, which still stands today. Alexandria was a second Jerusalem for the Jews, as it were, in the days of the Romans. And he would, Alexander would commit suicide 10 years later, but Jerusalem was saved, just as God said through the voice of the prophet Zechariah. The Greeks overthrew the cities of Syria, Lebanon, and Philistia, but spared Israel by divine intervention. And the Grecian armies became the protectors of God's people instead of the destroyers of God's people. This temple city and Jerusalem were spared. And uh, here here we have... um, uh, this promise and it, it exactly happened and so the prophecies that God is going to give in chapter 9 about Messiah we can bank on them because these things happened and, and the Jews in the days of Jesus if they would have read Isaiah Zechariah 9 and remembered what Alexander the Great had done for them they would have known that Jesus was fulfilling the prophecies before them now let's look at verse 9 the deliverer of Israel prophesied the deliverer of Israel is prophesied. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding upon an ass and upon a colt, the foal of an ass. Oh, this verse is the pivotal verse of this chapter. There are eight verses preceding it and eight verses follow it. And it is here in this verse that we are given the first prophecy concerning the Messiah. And we here we are told what we know to be true, that Jesus, would ride into Jerusalem on the foal of 
of an ass. And Jesus, there, there is a great rejoicing for Zion. There is a shout of joy. Why? Because their king is coming. Notice the threefold nature of the king's character. He is sinless. That means he's just. He is a savior. That means he possesses salvation. He is sweet. That means he is lowly. God humbles himself to behold the things of heaven and earth. Psalm 113 tells us, and he came down to us from his throne. Now I want you to notice the nature of the king's, not just the nature of the king's character, but the nature of the king's coming. He's riding upon the foal of an ass. Oh, don't despise the ass. It was the transportation of kings and princes. They put Solomon on King David's mule and pronounced him as king. The white horse is the horse of battle. The animal of victory is the colt, the foal of an ass. All conquerors dismounted their battle horse to enter into the city on the, on the ass. And when you could ride through the land on the sure-footed ass instead of a horse of war, it denoted peace on earth. And uh, uh, by the way, did you know that there's no such thing as Palm Sunday? There's a Palm Friday, but there's no Palm. But there is no Palm Sunday. Let me prove it to you. And uh, there are eight days in what we refer to as the Passion Week. This is the last week of Christ on the earth. Twenty-five percent of all the gospel records uh, of all the gospel records, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, are a record of the last eight days of Jesus. Did you know that? That twenty-five percent of everything in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John takes place in the last eight days of Jesus' life on these earth. And uh, those are the most important days. We know no, almost nothing about the first 30 years. Truth is, we know really very little of the three and a half years of Jesus' public ministry, but we have much um, scripture dedicated to the last week of his life. Let me take you through the first three days of the Passion Week. Jesus has come to the Mount of Olives. He's about to enter Jerusalem on the first day of the Passion Week. Jesus' first three days in the temple, Mark chapter 11, verses 1 through 11. He is the potentate, the uh, the prince of peace. It is his triumphant entry in Mark 11, verses 1 through 11. In Mark 11, verse 12, day two, he is the priest. He overthrew the money changers in a house of prayer because his house was to be a house of prayer. Money changers were only present once a week. They were present on the day when the sacrifices of the people were offered. That's the Sabbath. That's Saturday. That means day one was a Friday, Palm Friday, not Palm Sunday. Amen. If you want to bring palm leaves to church at the Sunday before Easter, that's fine. God bless you but you are two days late and a dollar short. Amen. Mark 11 verses 19 through 20 and 20 show us day three, the prophet. So we have our prince, our priest, our prophet, our prophet, priest, and king. Jesus preached on day three. It was a, uh, and I bet it was a humdinger too. That was Sunday, the Lord's day. How about that? Jesus preached on Sunday. That's our preaching day because it was our Lord's preaching day. And Jesus, we know Luke 19, 41 tells us what immediately happened as Jesus slept on the third day and stood on the Mount of Olives after he had left the temple and the city in Luke 19 41 and when he was come near he beheld the city and wept over it there are two events in one place where Jesus wept on this earth one time he wept on the back side of the Mount of Olives and the next time he wept on the front side of the Mount of Olives first was at the tomb of Lazarus there Jesus wept in John eleven thirty five, and that word wept means simply a tear here Jesus wept over Jerusalem and this word wept is means an uncontrolled emotion Jesus cried like a baby why because he knew what they were about to do to him. They were about to reject him. By the way, let me go back to this triumphant entry. And yes, it was triumphant, but let me tell you something else. When Jesus also, uh, the Bible says uh, in Mark 11 that Jesus, uh, that the two disciples Two men, no name, because you could put my name and any man's name there, your neighbor's name, 
came to a place where two ways met, where God met with man, and they took, and all the, 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 the men said, what are you doing? And they said, the master hath need of him. And they said, loose him and let him go. And when the master said, has calls and says, hey, I have a need and all the the accuser of the brethren they have to loose him and let him go the ass is taken Isaac is a strong ass crouching down between two burdens what is man's burden the burden of sin and the burden of death and in Mark 11 the people cast their garments their righteousness was filthy rags on the back and Jesus sat on the and that donkey then they began to throw their garments in the way because not everybody could throw them on the back and then they cast their garments into the street and Genesis 3.15 Jesus oh it said that Satan would bruise his heel but Jesus would crush the head of Satan and every time that righteous son of God that that donkey walked on those garments of filthy rags he was crushing and destroying sin and death and Jesus was our sin bearer you and I could not bear that burden but Jesus bore it for us amen that's good stuff neighbor and that is all Hey, do you understand why Mark chapter 11 is there? Because Zechariah chapter 9 is there and verse number 9. And we have that story in the New Testament because of a prophecy of the Old Testament. And because the first coming prophecies are fulfilled, I have faith in the second coming of Jesus. That's good stuff, neighbor. My time is done. I've gone long today. Tomorrow, we'll look at the division of peace in Zechariah verses nine, uh, chapter 9, verses 10 through 17. God bless you, bless you is our prayer until our time tomorrow. No longer a in rags of poverty. You've been enjoying the program from the poorhouse to the palace. Find Pastor Castle's Bible commentaries and other resources when you visit the website bbclinton.com. Archive broadcasts of this radio program are available at wytjradio.com. Listen to the latest broadcast wherever you are, or catch up on what you missed whenever you want by subscribing to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. Just search From the Poorhouse to the Palace. From the Poor